Hey, what is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers. We've talked a lot about Luke Fickle for obvious reasons. But what we really haven't talked about is some of the coaches coming with them. We're going to get into that in today's show. What, what, how is he building out his staff? Is it a better version of maybe what we've had recently? And what are the coaches coming in bringing from a coaching standpoint and a recruiting standpoint? We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers plus more. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. I am your host, Ryan Herrings. I really do appreciate everybody tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, whatever it is, uh, thank you so much for tuning in and making this one of your first stops. It really does mean a lot to me. And let's get into it, right? So we've talked a lot about Luke Fickle. For obvious reasons. We've talked a lot about um, Chris McIntosh for obvious reasons, right? We've talked about a lot about Jim Leonard for obvious reasons. But what we really haven't spent much time on and what is incredibly important to the success of this program is how is Luke Fickle building out his staff, right? A head coach really is only as good as his staff around him. It's only as good as the recruiting staff he builds. And it's going to be fascinating this offseason, really. Um, one of the most fascinating parts of this is to see how you know, Luke Fickle, Coach Fickle builds this staff out. How many guys does he take from Cincinnati? How many places does he go and poach an individual person that maybe he's had an eye on for a while? How many current Wisconsin coaches does he keep, if any? Right? Who's going to be the, the offensive coordinator? This team has been so offensively deprived for, for years. Who is he bringing in to resuscitate that offense? So uh, I'm just so fascinated to see how he builds this out. And we have some names. We We have some names that, listen, nothing's been officially announced, but there's three names that we are almost certain that that are coming. That we're certain enough that we can talk about them. And it's uh, Mike Tressel, defensive coordinator, linebacker coach. Um, Colin Hitchler, who is a co-defensive coordinator and the safeties coach. And Mike Brown is the receivers coach and the passing game coordinator as well. So we're going to talk about those three. Those three have basically been verified as coming um, with Luke Fickle to, to Madison. They were all Cincinnati coaches. Um, and let's start with the big name there, Mike Tressel. So this one's interesting to me for a couple of reasons. Uh, let's get some Tressel background first. So Tressel is a guy who um, originally from Philly, so some recruiting ties in there. Uh, cut his teeth at Michigan State. You know those those great Michigan State teams under um, you know Dentoni, and you had uh, Pat Narduzzi, the defensive coordinator. You know those really good defensive teams at Michigan State that the Badgers were really clashing with in the Russell Wilson era. Um, you know that's where Tressel cut his teeth, and he's played in a variety of different defenses. He's been involved in a four four. He's been involved in a 3-3-5, taking over at Cincinnati. He's played a 3-4, and he's talked about just the ability to be versatile. So him coming over, listen, one of the things that people have talked about a lot, and it's been overblown, by the way, um, when you see this on Twitter and, you know, how how is Luke Fickle going to bring his 3-3-5 defense to, to Madison? That's what he ran in Cincinnati. Luke Fickle and the, that Bearcats team ran a bunch of different defenses. Like, it's not – he's not coming here and only going to run the 3-3-5. And – the fact that Trestle's coming over, I think, validates that because Trestle's had experience in a lot of different defenses. So, you know, he's coming over, and this is a really established coach. Um, he's coming off the AFCA, which is the American Football Coaches Association Assistant Coach of the Year Award. So you're bringing in a coordinator who just won the Assistant Coach of the Year. He has a lot of recruiting ties to Michigan, to Ohio. Again, having been in Michigan at Michigan State, like he recruits that state well. And at Cincinnati, he's recruited Ohio well. So if you think back to what Luke Fickle said about kind of drawing that 300-mile circle, well, that circle is going to include Michigan. I mean, you could probably stretch it to include Ohio. This is a guy that can recruit in both those places. 
It's a guy who just won an assistant coach of the year award. It's a guy who's familiar with the Big Ten. It's a guy who's been in a lot of different defenses and has seen successful defenses. Um, Last year, his defense was the 22nd in the country in scoring, 18th in yards per carry rush defense, and 12th in passing efficiency defense. So a top 20 defense really against the run and the pass. Um, You know, he's bringing a successful track record, the ability to recruit the Midwest, and national accolades. So I like it. I I think it's a very strong move. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this defense. It, we're going to talk in the next couple segments what some of these these coaches coming over means for the current Badger staff. So that's going to come up next. Um, so let's move off of Trestle, come to Colin Hitchler. Hitchler's coming over. He is the co-defensive coordinator, safeties coach as well, originally from Philly. Uh, so another guy with kind of somewhat Midwestern roots. I mean, Philly's not exactly Midwest, but, you know, somebody who can re- hopefully get into those areas. A lot of talent in, in Pennsylvania. He can get into those areas, recruit there. Considered a very good recruiter, by the way. Um, did a stint with the Kansas City Chiefs as a player personnel um, assistant. And then he's been with Cincinnati for a while. He started as a defensive assistant, excuse me, and then kind of moved up the ranks. He was a safeties coach, uh, co-defensive coordinator. And this is a guy that, again, we we talked about uh, Luke Fickle winning basically uh, assistant coach of the year. This is another coach here coming over that has a lot of um, national, national credit given to him. So ON3, which is a recruiting website, a relatively newer one, that's come on the scene challenging 247 and rivals. 0-3 listed both Hitchler and Mike Brown, who we're going to talk about next, as some of the, the assistants rising stars that you have to watch. And it, they named both of these coaches to that list. So you have some guys coming over that have some pedigree and some swag to them. Um, and Hitchler is one of those guys. So Mike Brown also coming over. He's a receivers coach. Uh, played four years in the NFL from Virginia originally. He's uh, been with Cincinnati since 2019, receivers coach. And then just last year, he added the passing game coordinator title. Another guy, much like um, Hitchler, that Owen 3 named as one of the rising star assistants that you need to know in 2022. So you have these three guys. One of them just won the Coach of the Year Award, the Assistant Coach of the Year Award. And the other two were named to the rising star assistants that you need to know. All three of them consider really good recruiters, especially Brown, especially Hitchler. Uh, Brown, the receivers coach specifically, spent four years in the NFL. I really like that as a recruiting chip, right? That's something Paul Chris, by the way, was really, really keen on finding guys who either coached in the NFL or played in the NFL. I think that plays up on the recruiting field, right? You can go into somebody's locker room, say, I played at the highest level, and I can help you get there because I know what it's like to get there. I've been there. So you have um, these three coaches have all been essentially linked. You have a receivers coach coming over, so check that box. You have um, a safeties co-defensive coordinator coming over. So there's your safeties coach. And then you have a linebackers defensive coordinator coach coming over. It's going to be interesting, right? Because you can you can maneuver your staff in certain ways. You can have um, two defensive backs coach. You can have a cornerback coach and a safeties coach. Or you could just have a defensive backs coach. You could have one linebackers coach. Or like you've seen Wisconsin do, you can have an outside linebackers coach and an inside linebackers coach. So again, I'm going to talk a little bit about what these moves uh, kind of mean what I think they mean for the current Badger staff that's in place. Who, where else they may need, they may need to hire Luke Fickle, but on the whole, all three of these seem like really solid additions. Seem like they have a good recruiting footprint for all of them: Midwest, um, Virginia, Philadelphia, and it, it's all all coaches that have gotten national credit as either rising stars or again, Trestle just won the Assistant Coach of the Year, right from from the AFCA, which is the American Football Coaches Association. Like that's. That's the guy you're bringing in. That That's a lot of firepower, and it's a big deal. And you can sell that on the recruiting trail. You can sell that to the players in the locker room. 
And I think there's credibility there, not to mention the fact that statistically the defense backed it up, right? His defense, the the Cincinnati defense has been really good for a while with Trestle there, with with Hitchler there. So you're also bringing in a track record of success. So those are the three coaches coming over. Coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about what um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the other pieces that's that are coming with Fickle, including someone that's been called his secret weapon. We're going to talk about that next as as long as well as like some of the the current coaches on the Badger staff. What did these coaches coming over mean for them? Have some of them already been replaced, I guess is what I'm saying. So we're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. It is the best spot to go to for all live in-game betting, futures betting. Um, I'm not going to tell you again, but you should bet on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to tell you again, but take some money on the Suns to win the NBA championship, right? Get to those finals, like to win the NBA finals. Like that's that's where my money is, but I'm a fan. I bet with my heart, but I enjoy it. I use BetOnline to do that. Live in-game betting, live futures betting, a great spot to get all your sports coverage from baseball, basketball, soccer, golf, esports. It's all there. UFC. I really enjoy it. I think you will too. Do it responsibly, but it's a great way to have some fun, uh, spice up your sports watching, and put your money where your heart is. Put your money where your mind is. Head, uh, grab your mobile device, head to the website today. Bet online where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's talk about so we talked about three coaches, like on-field coaches coming over. Now let's talk about some of the behind-the-scenes things that we know are happening, including a guy that has been called Luke Fickle's secret weapon. And we, we've we hit on it a little bit. We've talked about it a little bit. But let's dive a little bit more into Brady Collins. So Brady Collins is um, coming over. He's a strength and conditioning coach. He is considered Luke Fickle's maybe most trusted assistant, most trusted advisor, whatever you'd call kind of that position. But he is somebody that has gotten a lot of credit for developing, keyword there, developing the physicality and the, the strength and explosiveness within the Cincinnati football program. And not all strength and conditioning coaches are created the same. Not all strength and conditioning programs are, are created the same, right? And it sure seems like um, he's, he's cooking with something special down in Cincinnati and that he's going to be bringing that to Madison. So if you go look at one, one of the best things you can do, if you're looking at, because Listen, we don't know these these guys, right? We don't know these coaches. They're they're from Cincinnati. We haven't paid a bunch of protect our attention to them. This is the first time I've ever heard Brady Collins' name. It's not like I knew his name before all this stuff happened, right? So I'm not some expert here. So you go to the the experts. You go to um, the people that cover that team, right? You go to the fans of that team, and you ask them who hurts the most. All these coaches coming over. Who do you hate to see the most? And I'm telling you right now, Collins is like a one A to our one B to Luke Fickle. Okay, I talked to the locked on Cincinnati guy and he said, yeah, that that's that's the dude right there. That that's the dude that got our players that physical, that ready to go, that developed these three star players into NFL draft picks because they've done that at Cincinnati now. And Collins, uh, Brady Collins, the strength and conditioning coordinator, is a guy who really helped set that development culture there and really followed through on it. So 
bringing him over. Listen, Jim Leonard talked about it. Player development has slipped at Wisconsin, right? He that's that's Jim Leonard saying that. Who who has a better who has better insight into that than the guy that's been within the program for years? I'm sure he was selling Chris McIntosh on that, saying, "Listen, this is this is slipped. I got to fix it too." Well, I think we fixed it with Brady Collins, based on everything we've heard, based on everything we've read, based on what people at Cincinnati are saying. I think I think we fixed the strength and conditioning program. Now, nothing happens overnight, right? Nothing nothing changes immediately. He's going to have to come in. He's going to have to figure out kind of what he's working with here. No two places are the same. He's going to have different players to work with, but it sure sounds like this is a home run addition and and really one of the ones Cincinnati Bearcats were Bearcats fans were the saddest to see. So, um yeah, also a great social media follow by the way. He he gets you hyped. If you go look go look up some of his videos on YouTube, I put one of them on Twitter. You can tell why he's a strength and conditioning coach because he gets he gets after him. I love it. And then we got two more coming over in the recruiting department, Pat Lambert and Max Steinecker. So Lambert is the uh, director of the recruiting. And then they also have a director of recruiting strategy, which is Max Steinecker. And both of these, both of these uh, gentlemen, if you, if you go look them up, they're considered recruiting aces. Okay. One of the, one of the social media sites that follows recruiting said both of these, both of these guys are just tremendous recruiters that, they're going to outwork everybody. Um, players are going to love them. Parents are going to love them. And really, when when you listen to what people say about them, you really get a feel that they are intentionally where they are for a reason, right? Um, Steineckler and Lambert are recruiting directors and recruiting people for a reason because they're really dang good at it. And if you contrast that to what Wisconsin has had, like Mickey Turner was put in the recruiting department because – Nah, I, I don't really know, right? Paul Chris didn't fill that recruiting department for like a year. He had an interim guy, Eric Johnson, in there who really had no business being in there. It's just such a culture change. It's such a shift, right? And it, it's quite frankly, really refreshing. And I'm I'm not trying to, again, dance on anybody's grave, but it's the, the, the intention, the intentionality of having people in your recruiting department that are legit recruiting people and are really dang good at it. I think it matters. And you can tell that Cincinnati put that intentionality there. Whereas Wisconsin really hasn't. And bringing those two dudes in, you know, is it's a continuation of what we talked about, right? A development and recruiting are being reemphasized in Madison. And I think that's a huge deal. And it's one of the things I'm most excited about. Let's see what we can do with a real recruiting department. One that was put together with the purpose of not just finding a spot for Mickey Turner because he's a really good coach and a Wisconsin guy, but it was put together with the purpose of these are the best recruiting guys I can find. I'm speaking as Luke Fickle at this point, and I'm going to put them in these spots and they're going to crush it. And they had the 27th, up until this Luke Fickle move, they had the 27th ranked class in the country this year. Uh, you know, a four-star quarterback, high three-star, four-star quarterback, uh, four-star outside linebacker, you know, they, this is this is a group that has proven they they can recruit, identify, and develop between these two gentlemen and Brady Collins. I'm incredibly excited to see how this plays out. So, all right, let's keep going. Those are those are really the names we have right now. By the way, so we have the three coaches I talked about. Um, I think you can check the box at receiver. Uh, I think you can check the box at safeties, and you can probably check the box at defensive coordinator. Um, and then you have two recruiting guys coming over both that have uh, generated a lot of um, success on the recruiting trail. And you have a strength and conditioning coach that just sounds like a total, a total dude, right? Like the total package to fit that role. So I think with these six people coming over overall, you got to be really excited as a Badger fan. There's nobody here that when you read the resume, you're like, eh, gosh, I don't know. 
that feels kind of light. There's nobody here that when you look at the accolades or you look at what people say about them, you're like, well, maybe he should be at like a Mac level. These all feel like legit dudes. Um, time will tell. We don't know for sure. Um, there's no promises, but I'm excited for it. Now I want to talk about the part that kind of stinks. Um, what does this mean for the, the coaches on staff right now? I've said this before, but I want to say it one more time. I don't root for anybody's lives to get upended. That doesn't make me happy or excited. I don't root for anybody to even lose a job. We do have to talk. If we're gonna, if I'm going to cover the Badgers, I do have to talk about staff changes. I have to talk about being excited for a new coach coming in because I believe in them. But I don't. It's not lost on me that that coaches. Here's the thing. I I hear. Let me rephrase this even a little bit. I I hear a lot of sentiment. Well, Coach X made eight hundred thousand dollars, and this is the profession. Sure, his kids in high school. Right, his kids not making eight hundred thousand dollars. Right. His wife may have just relocated for this year or a year ago. And now he may have to move again like that. These people have families. Right. And they have they have dreams and aspirations. And, you know, for for a person maybe getting a chance to be a division one coach or a chance in the Big Ten, losing your job quickly may may set all that back. So I want to be empathetic with that. I want to be very clear that I, I'm not rooting for any, like that. None of this makes me happy to see coaches get fired or let go. OK, I guess that's what I want to say. But we also have to talk about new coaches coming in. And some of them, I think, are going to be upgrades. And that's just the nature of the business. So I did want to say that. So now what does this what does this mean for the current staff? With with the new coaches coming in, I think Alvis Witted's gone, right? And he was one of the guys that I was really hoping we could keep because I think he's done a good job of recruiting. And I like the development of some of the young players. But, I mean, Fickle's bringing a receiver coach with him. That's it, right? I think that that's the writing on the wall for Alvis. Um, let's talk about Bobby April. What does this mean for Bobby April? Right. There's, there's an obvious guy I'm going to talk about in a second, but let's, let's get to Bobby April. What does this mean for Bobby April? So you're bringing in two, um, defensive coaches that are co-defensive coordinators. One of them's also a linebackers coach. Now what could happen? Let's say, let's say Trussell's coming in to be the defensive coordinator and maybe he coaches inside linebackers, right? Which means maybe you can keep Bobby April where he's at. Bobby April has been a great recruiter for Wisconsin, um, I, I, I would love for him to stay on the staff because I think he gets after it on the recruiting trail. I know he gets after it on the recruiting trail. I've talked to Tackett Curtis's coach. You know, I talked to um, the walk-on he committed last year out of Washington. Like, Bobby April is a tremendous recruiter. And maybe you work something like they've done this year where you have separate coaches for inside and outside linebackers. Again, it depends on what scheme Trestle wants to run, what scheme Luke Fickle wants to run. Potentially Bobby April stays on, but I think that's a big question mark now that you've brought in two guys who are co-defensive coordinators, one of which is a linebackers coach. Let's talk Mickey Turner, right? Um, Mickey Turner is a recruiting coordinator right now. They just brought in two recruiting guys, two high-level recruiting guys. So where does Mickey Turner slot into this? Now, what I find really interesting, what we don't have answers for is how are they going to build out the rest of this recruiting department? Is it possible Mickey Turner could stay on the recruiting staff in some role? It would be a lesser role probably lesser pay. Um, it would be probably looked at as a demotion, but maybe he could still stay in on that, in that um, type of uh, role. I, I I would think Luke Fickle is going to want to keep some recruiting connections to the state of Wisconsin, to the program. Um, Turner could be that guy. It's also possible Turner moves back to tight ends, right? Like he, I thought he was a good tight ends coach. He, I thought he recruited well at that spot. So that's an interesting one to me. Could he potentially move back to the tight ends under Luke Fickle? I haven't seen Luke Fickle really aligned with any other tight end coach. I haven't seen the smoke there. So maybe that's the vision. He moves out of the recruiting department, stays at tight ends, 
And then Luke Fickle kind of builds out his own recruiting department. It's possible, right? So in terms of the rest of the group, um, I th- I think with a new coach coming in, Bobby Ingram is certainly gone. I, I don't think there's any chance there, especially given the struggles of the offense last year. I think Chris Herring is certainly gone. I think Al Johnson's gone. I think basically um, the entire offensive staff, because we've talked about um, Alvis Witted being gone as well, outside of Bostead, who I'm not sure on, I think the rest of the offensive staff is gone. On the defensive side, it gets interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Jim Leonard in the next segment, but you have Ross Kalaji, who we haven't heard anything in terms of who Fickle might be bringing in as a defensive line coach. I think Kalaji's done pretty well. I, I wouldn't be opposed to him staying. You have uh, Denofrio at inside linebackers coach. I think he's gone. April, I would love to stay, um, but we'll have to see. So that's kind of where I see where we're at right now with the amount of um, uh, fidel- fidelity we have. All right, let's get into Jim Leonard next because I, I have several thoughts on this one. Um, but first, I, w- I do want to take a quick break or a quick second for uh, a break for our friends. All right, welcome back to Locked On Badges, everybody. Really do appreciate it. If you like the show, hit the subscribe button. It's really a great way to, to support us, to keep us going, keep us growing. I love it. Um, let's talk Jim Leonard. So uh, this this one's tough for me because Jim Leonard, I, I just know in the week heading up to this that he probably – he, he thought he was getting the job right. And then to n- not get it, like, I don't think it was owed to him. And I don't necessarily think he was done dirty. But I also could put myself in his shoes and his family's shoes of being so excited for this opportunity. And then at the last moment, kind of getting yanked out from your feet. And he's not a typical coach, y'all, right? He's so rooted in Wisconsin and in Madison. His kids are there. His family's there. Like, it means so much to him. It's not, it's not going to be as easy for him just to say, oh, I'll go get the other job. I'll go get the next best opportunity. Like, He's made comments about not wanting to uproot his family, all right, about wanting to stay here and, and create that time for them. So I think people need to realize, you don't have to realize it, but empathy, have empathy for it because it's he's, he's going to get his choice of jobs, right, at a certain level. He's going to be able to basically cherry pick a defensive coordinator job if he wants, probably jump to the NFL he wants, probably get a mid-tier head coaching job if he wants. But it's never been that simple for him. Right, because his family's involved, and he's just so rooted in in Wisconsin and in Madison. So, what what this means for Jim Leonard is he's he's not coming back. Right, I, I I'll just go ahead and say that. Now, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope something can be worked out. But if Luke Fickle is bringing over two guys who are co defensive coordinators, by the way, one of those guys is also a safeties coach. Where does it? It doesn't leave anywhere for Jim Leonard to naturally slide into. Right, you're not gonna. You can't ask a dude like that to, well, what about, could you coach cornerbacks? That's that's kind of a slap in the face. He's too good for that. And it, I feel like you wouldn't even want to ask him to do it. Like it, he's, yeah, I just don't see, I don't see a spot where he could naturally fit. And quite frankly, you know, if he came back, here's the thing. If he came back as a defensive coordinator, he was the defensive coordinator. I think the locker room would be fine. First of all, Jim Leonard would never do anything, in my opinion. He's not the guy who would undermine another coach because he didn't get the job. That's not his character. So I think the locker room would be totally fine. I think the players would get over it. You can't have the players buy into it, having a guy who they thought was the head coach, and then now he's a positional coach. Like, he doesn't even keep the defensive coordinator spot. I don't think the players would jive with that. I think I think it would hurt the locker room. So I hate to say it. I think that's it. I think I, I was holding out hope until we saw that uh, Luke Fickle was bringing his defensive coordinators with him. And then I think at that point, it's just, it's not going to work. Now, where could Jim Leonard go? I've heard Michigan. I, I mean, Michigan. So 
Cincinnati, there's a little bit of smoke connecting Cincinnati and Michigan's defensive coordinator. So if that move happens, you you darn right you could see Jim Harbaugh reaching out to to Jim Leonard, right? And that would be that would be a great hire for Michigan and be a great move for Jim. You know, um, maybe I saw the someone say what about the Cincinnati head coaching job? I think they're gonna look for somebody with experience or somebody with more ties for the program. You know, there's a possibility Illinois' defensive coordinator leaves after the job he did this year. I don't know if he would really want to work for for Bielema or not. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. There's also the possibility he can just wait a year, right? He could wait a year and then really align himself to finding the best opportunity. So I don't know what will happen. I don't pretend to know. I do feel really bad for him and his family just in terms of your your plans kind of got up uprooted. Um, again, I, I never root for that. And that's with all the, the all the people on the staff. So, you know, I feel for that. But I don't see any scenario where he comes back. If if this is going like we assume it is, with Trestle coming in as the defensive coordinator, and you're bringing in another guy who's the co-defensive coordinator and is also a safeties coach, that's the key. Also a safeties coach. Yeah, I think the book is written on that. Um, which which honestly, maybe it is. Maybe that is for the best anyway. Like I think we all kind of got pie in the eye with what if you can get them both. It, that would be tough for some of the defensive guys to to really want Jim Leonard in, in the head coaching job and now see him relegated to like a positional coach. So maybe it's for the best anyway. And we're going to wrap up there. I have a, Actually, no, let's take one of these comments. I was going to wrap up there, but I got a couple comments. Um, Kevin Willis said, look how quickly Lincoln Riley turned things around at USC. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I now he got the quarterback, right? That's the key. So he, he went to USC and got the quarterback. So if Luke Fickle can come in and get the quarterback fixed, he could turn around really quick. Absolutely. Um, Kevin, thank you for the comment. Uh, David P says Nebraska fans seem to be convincing themselves their athletic director wanted rule over fickle because they've got the better job. No way would fickle turn them down. Um, David, thank you for the comments. Fickle wasn't going there. Like he, they, Luke fickle could have gone a lot of places. It's telling he chose Wisconsin. Now here's what I'd say. Like, I think, I think multiple things can be true. I think Matt rules a really good hire. I, I do. I'm not one of those guys who, cares a whole lot about what he did in the NFL. Now he has to prove he can win big games. He didn't do that at Baylor, but he turned Temple around. Uh, he did really well at Baylor. Dave Aranda won with a lot of his players. I think he recruits well. He understands line play. He's a Midwestern guy. He checks a lot of boxes. So I think it's a good hire. No sane person is taking him over Luke Fickle, in my opinion, if they have the choice. Um, so we've been talking Clemson comparisons. You know, maybe Fickle can come in and be Dabo Sweeney light. Tim Highsmith says the one issue I have with the Clemson comparison is they had two generational generational quarterback talents. Can Wisconsin bring in that type of talent? Yeah, Tim, that's that's it, right? And it's the same thing I said with Kevin Willis' comments about switching USC around with uh, Lincoln Riley. You got to get the quarterback right, and Luke Fickle's going to have to fix that. He's going to have to figure it out. And if he can do that, yeah, the ceiling's going to be pretty high. Um, but by the way, people talk about you got to get the quarterback talent. Well. Let's let's just make this simple point of quarterback talent is attracted to the right head coaches, right? You have you're not getting the quarterbacks if you can't get the right hires at the top of your program done. So the, I think the Badgers, they, they they got the right guy at head coach, and that's going to make it easier to bring in the quarterbacking talent. So we'll see where it goes, but I think they got half the equation done. And then last one here, this is something I wanted to throw up here. Craig Hendricks said, uh, looking at Luke Fickle, the way he comes across, you get a whole different feeling. I haven't had that for a while in Wisconsin football. You know, the, the thing with going from Paul Chris to Luke Fickle, Paul Chris, just in terms of, how he talked, how he conducted press conferences, how he sold the program, what his vision was. 
it was such it was so hard to buy into that confidence when the program was starting to stumble that anybody you get in that speaks um, with some vision and clarity and purpose, it just feels different. And again, we'll have to see how it works, right? There's no promises here, but it does have a different feel to it, Craig. I agree. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for tuning in to Lockdown Badgers. Um, we're going to talk to you again tomorrow. I think we got John Garcia Jr. coming on tomorrow. We're going to talk Luke Fickle recruiting, big picture stuff. Anybody we're looking to flip, that's going to be a fun show. And on Friday, I got a special guest for y'all. Saturday, we got Marquette. So you know we're going to keep pumping out the content. Uh, appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for tuning in. Well, yeah, I think that's it. On Wisconsin. Let's go.